Bridge is an acronym for books recycled to instruct, disciple, guide, and educate. We firmly believe that reading is critical for Christians to grow in their faith, and so we strive to make Bibles and gospel-based Christian books available at very affordable prices. Our purpose is to share the glorious good news of Jesus Christ through written and spoken word. We do this by providing resources and educational opportunities for people to grow in their knowledge of biblical truth so that they are equipped to share that truth with others. You can visit our website at bridgebookstexas.org where you can find our Reformed podcast, Bridge Radio, where we bring on Christian authors, apologists, and scholars such as Dr. James White, Dr. John Frame, Joe Beakey, Jeff Durbin, John Sampson, and Tim Trumpert. You can find Bridge Radio on iTunes, Android, Windows, and Google Play or stream via our website. Thank you and enjoy the podcast. No temptation has overtaken you except what is common to mankind, and God is faithful. He will not let you be tempted beyond what you can bear, but when you are tempted, He will also provide a way out so that you can endure it. Therefore, my dear friends, flee from idolatry. 1 Corinthians 10, 13 through 14. Welcome back to another episode of Bridge Radio coming at you from the great state of Texas. Texas. Proclaiming the gospel fearlessly and faithfully. I am your host, Julio Mar Rodriguez. As always, you can call me July. And across from me, I have A.W. Varilla from the Valley. Yes, sir. And to the right of me, I have El Jefe, the man of this beautiful Christian bookstore, the founder. What's up? Steve Good to be with you this morning. Steve, Steve Den Hartog. Um, uh, thank you. If you are a new listener, please subscribe. We're on iTunes, Android, Windows, Google Play, and drumroll. We are excited to announce that we will be releasing our new app within the coming weeks, the Bridge app. We'll have articles, podcasts, sermons, and more stuff, and we will just go ahead and release all that whenever the time comes. You but, can uh, do it all there. Yeah, yeah you can do be, it all, all there. That's going to be exciting. I can't wait. Super exciting. Yeah. Um, our podcast um, last week, or actually in the prior months, um, you know, it's not just this podcast we recommend that you listen to. Don't stop, but go check out our past ones after this one. Uh, we recently did, in the month of January, a series on the five solas of the Reformation. We had an excellent cast of guests, Douglas Wilson, John Sampson, Eli Ayala, Matt Slick. And just recently as well, we went through the Doctrines of Grace. We had on scholars such as John Frame, James White, Jeff Durbin. And even last week, we had Rosaria Butterfield, and uh, that was excellent. She came on to talk about her book, The Gospel Comes with a House Key. What y'all think about that, guys? It was fantastic. My wife and uh, Rosaria uh, really hit it off, did a great job. Yeah, they're homegirls now. They are. Homegirls for life. (laughs) (laughs) And last week as well, we had, um, oh, last week, um, we had on Harry Reader talk about discipleship. Oh, yeah. He was 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 an amazing brother to have on. I I really, really recommend people to go check out his stuff. He's he's great. Um, And, uh, and, and, 
for those uh, also who, who want to find out um, a little bit more about what we do here, you could visit www.bridgebookstexas.org. You could check out our about and giving page as well. Um, you know, and you could help support uh, a ministry that is dedicated to proclaiming the gospel, teaching, and discipling Christians, and not only our community but out into the nations. And this is part of uh, this podcast is a means by which we do all this. So, yeah. Um, we got a letter from Claudius from Australia. That's right. Last, we did. last week, how encouraging was that yeah and the other we, side of the world the yeah. other side of, and then wow. uh what like two months ago we got um from ireland lawrence, ireland. lawrence. Yeah. i mean how I've been awesome emailing with him by the way yeah okay that's great i mean it's it's amazing what well, just, god is doing it was good what did god's doing with uh with the teaching of these podcasts and again well, we need to use technology you know redeem we do. technology and use it for for the kingdom yeah. absolutely and it's exciting yeah when martin luther um got his hands on the printing press he didn't just say oh that's kind of cool he said no let's use it to glorify God. Let's use this technology, this this new means of, of communication uh, to to the world to spread the gospel. And this is what we're doing here. Yeah. I mean, it just it's so interesting what you can do with a microphone and a mixer. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't cost that much money. Yeah. Um, it, obviously, if you want to get expensive gear, you could do that. But you could just get a simple microphone on your mm. phone um, and upload it to your computer and publish it at publish it and then all of a sudden i mean we never thought that we would have be reaching the nations like india and australia wow. and ireland and europe and mm-hmm. you know south america and you know hawaii and getting letters and stuff so i just encourage you to to share this podcast and hey start your own as well so there needs yeah. to be more biblical christian podcasts yes. and, and again we we really want to thank our listener for supporting us because mm-hmm. we can only do this because of you guys i mean we are a ministry here who um who get support from you guys mm-hmm. and we just want to give you thanks thank you if you um, enjoy listening if you've benefited from it yeah consider consider supporting us and it's real easy to do just go right to our website and uh you can do it right through subsplash it's real fast and really mm-hmm. easy yeah really 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 easy all right guys so let's uh, introduce the topic but we want to add a little warning a little little caveat i don't know if steve if you want to you want to let well, our listeners know about this yeah i mean today we're going to be talking about the uh the topic of pornography and uh so there's going to be a lot of uh things that we're probably going to be discussing that we want on a normal podcast so we just wanted to uh, uh make a little bit of a disclaimer a little bit of a warning there that if you've got young children and uh you don't want them to uh to hear some of these mature topics that we're going to be talking about um it would probably be a good time to uh to get them out of the, the listening range or maybe listen later yourself mm-hmm. um but we just want to make that disclaimer because this these are going to be some sensitive issues that we're talking about mm-hmm. and yeah. we want to do it in a very biblically sound but a very transparent and open way as well yeah. right yeah yeah, total, awesome. totally agree. All right, so yeah, our topic is going to be on pornography with an emphasis on pornography addiction. Uh, it's an absolute plague on the Christian church today, uh, especially men. And uh, unless we address it through a biblical lens, um, men of God will not find true victory. Yeah. Um, so uh, anyway, so let's introduce our guest for today. He's actually in studio. Yeah. In uh, house. In <laughs> house. Yes. In the house. This is in great. In the house. So we've been trying to do this podcast for quite a while, 
um, you know, just things get busy, can't do it. And I believe during the time I wanted him to be on, he was actually moving. And so I, I believe he, he's, he's down here visiting family and possibly doing some ministry work. But he came into the ministry and I said, hey, or actually Steve is the one who told him, he's like, hey, let's, let, let's bring you on for the podcast. Let's do it. I said, let's go because this topic needs to be addressed. So let me, let me introduce him. Uh, our guest has been been uh, devoted to restoring, counseling, and discipling young people for the past five years. He serves as a Christian counselor for the adjacent community where he specializes in porn addiction and substance abuse. From a very young age, he proved to be a talent at playing the guitar, which allowed him to tour around the world with prominent and very successful artists, uh, both secular and Christian. Uh, he is married to his wife, Glenda, and together they have a baby boy named Esteban. Uh, Sebastian. 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 I'm sorry. <laughs> Man, you're just messing up his son's name. Yeah, Terrible. It, Sebastian. <laughs> and actually, we got a baby now, too, right? We have a new addition. Oh. Yeah, Isaac. Oh, oh really? Uh, all right, so let's Love add that it. there. Yeah. <laughs> In his spare time, he's an active blogger and works as a musician, composer, and music producer. He holds degrees in music performance from the Puerto Rico Music Conservatory and in psychology and Christian counseling from Liberty University in Lynchburg, Virginia. Today, he will share his testimony about he won the battle against his addiction to pornography, and I am excited to have on for the very first time on Helvetis. Thank you, man, for coming yes, on. Yes, thank you for having me. I mean, this is a great opportunity. I was looking for to this uh bridge has been a tremendous blessing uh for my life and my family and my ministry so i'm just so stoked to be here honestly That's cool. <laughs> awesome yes. well we love having you here it's a it's it's a sweet fellowship when you're able to come down again and, uh, right angel are you from the island i am from the island yeah. from puerto rico from puerto rico do you know that you have a fellow brother who's from the island as well oh really oh right next from cialis <laughs> yeah by a moment here <laughs> This is not a. We love it. <laughs> it's <Yeah>. awesome. <laughs> and by the way, off the buy, I want to say that this guy is a mad guitarist. Yeah, right. <laughs> the first time I listened to him, I was like, "Oh my goodness, this guy has talent, 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 talent." I walked into Bridge one time, and we had we was like a. Um, coffee and he was just playing some yeah, jazz music Saturday afternoon I think yeah yeah. and I was listening to him and I was like wow gosh he has hands he so has hands rhythm in there huh? <laughs> <laughs> right right alright guys so let's let's dive straight into it so before in, in preparation of this podcast I said hey you know I just want to open up with a general discussion about pornography yeah. a very very general general discussion about pornography um, proven men's ministries they're a non-profit Christian organization who aims at helping men and their addiction to pornography. Um, and, and they've been finding some very concerning um, trends amongst both Christian males and females and non-Christian males and females. And so I just wanted to throw out these stats because they're factual, they're true, mm -hmm. and I think it's going to put a very proper perspective of the issue of pornography at hand today. So, this is what they found. 64%, that's two-thirds, of U.S. men admitted to viewing porn at least monthly. Uh, Christian men nearly equal the national average. 79% uh, of males between the age of 18 and 30 viewed pornography monthly. 67% of males between the age of 31 and 49 viewed pornography monthly as well. Uh, the study also claimed three out of every 10 men between the age of 18 and 30 are daily viewers of porn. Wow. That's insane. 3% of women in the same age group 
purportedly access uh, access pornography daily as well. Um, so, and then seven percent of professed Christian males confess to watching porn several times a day, compared to one percent among Christian females. It's insane. Uh, I got, I got a couple more. Uh, married individuals who admit to viewing porn several times a day range from five percent amongst men and two percent amongst women. It's, it's, that's, that's insane. Um, in terms of addiction or perceived addiction. 13% of all men questioned, uh, question admitted, uh, when they were questioned, admitted to having an addiction to pornography, with another 5% claiming they are unsure. The number amongst Christian men are much higher, as 2 in 10 men of no specific age group believe themselves to be addicted or are not sure. And then the last one. This is insane. This is this is incredible. Leading internet porn providers revealed alarming numbers with regards to accessing porn. 4.5 billion hours of porn were watched worldwide in 2015, with over 21 billion visits to the site uh, or in network or websites. Wow, that's crazy. I mean, that's that's a lot. I mean, 4.5 billion hours. For watching porn, and then 21 billion visits to to websites, networks. I mean, that's that's absolutely insane. So, uh, so I'm going to open up with this this question. Thoughts? Well, uh, what's the issue? Well, he, well, here's the thing. Let's. Uh, you just threw some stats out there. This is just not a male problem. No, it's we're, a female problem. We're, yeah. we're seeing it increase in the female population. So I just wanted to point that out, you know, that it's increasing, which is kind of nutty that women now are just getting steeped in pornography. Yeah. And yeah. where do you think this is coming from? You know, we, you know, we live in a hypersexualized mm. culture. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, even if you watch TV, uh, you'll see uh, commercials mm-hmm. of hand soap and <laughs> with with very obscene or, you know. Uh, very out there uh, scenes and, and and you know it comes from the media okay yes. there's like some kind of an influence there from oh, the media yeah. absolutely um, definitely um, but also from a Christian worldview you know from a biblical perspective we have mm-hmm. to understand that any kind of addiction any kind of compulsion any kind it doesn't matter if it's pornography sex drugs it's an idolatry problem Amen. yes yes it's an idolatry problem so yeah. we are uh worshiping our emotions worshiping uh our needs you know our own gratification yeah mm-hmm. putting, so, our, putting ourselves before the king of our lives mm-hmm. who is the lord seated yes. on the throne I, I i under when i was looking through your book again this morning that was one of the points that uh, stuck out to me mm-hmm. was the I, the idolatry of self you know mm-hmm. all of sin ultimately is idolatry of self right it's putting our needs or our perception of even who god is um, at the forefront instead of looking at what the Bible says. And unfortunately, postmodernism serves as a booster. Mm, yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. Because remember that morality is completely subjectivized. Mm-hmm. Um, there's now, no truth. There's no absolute. So really, I mean, just do as your heart tells you to do. Yeah, the, <laughs> yeah, the, the, the Disney model. Right. <laughs> Follow your heart. Right. Follow your heart. I mean, <laughs> The worst advice ever. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes. it's, yeah. Love wins. Yeah. You know, love always wins. So 
uh, and pornography is really a distortion of love. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. <laughs> so, yeah. thinking of something. Oh, you were talking about how uh, sexualized our society is, mm. and that's so true. You know, we were talking about just looking at news sites this morning. Yeah. You know, you've got soft porn on news sites. You know, so as a guy, <laughs> you're just trying to read the news, yeah. and you've got these these images flashing before your face mm-hmm. driving down the road you know there's billboards with naked women you know mm-hmm. half naked women yeah and, and, and the advertisers know what they're doing oh, oh of yeah course. i mean of course um it, one thing that i also notice is that even i mean i just saw something last week uh on facebook where somebody was comparing a how a, ter- a 13 year old look in the early 90s versus a 13-year-old that looks like now hmm. where a a girl who's just so young looks like she's 18 yeah. with all the makeup like really yeah mm-hmm. i mean that is absurd and just absolutely nutty well, you've got these beauty contests where you've got six, seven, eight-year-old oh, girls, yeah. oh, you know, terrible. Yeah. tight outfits, you know, glamour models, you know, that it's so, it's so sexualized. And something that we have to understand about the pornography industry is that they're trying their best to secure their future clients. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that is why, you know, you have these porn sites with very silly names like Barney, CuteBarney.com, <laughs> you know, because oh they're God. very intentional about targeting, hmm. you know, nine, ten-year-olds. Right. Mm. So statistics uh, state that if I get your attention at nine, ten-year-old, you know, I'm going to secure you as a client oh, for yeah. the future right. for sure. the next fifteen years. Sure. So the pornography <laughs> industry is a multi-billion business. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So. Uh, five years ago, they made uh, a tremendous profit. Um, it is recorded that they are a uh, multi-billion business, greater than N- NCBC, uh, NFL, NBA, all of them put wow. together. That's amazing. I mean, as an industry, that's incredible. As an industry, wow. Because yeah. it's a it's a legitimate, you know, supposedly yeah. <laughs> business. business. Oh, yeah. business. Oh. Right. No, and that's and that's so true because there's an article I can't I can't quite get it at the top of my head, but I know there was a particular porn site, very very high up. That's probably the most highly viewed. But they did an advertising billboard in New York. Mm-hmm. I believe it was somewhere around Times Square. I mean, that's if you, you want to talk about the normalization, yes. of sexualizing of our culture of what mm-hmm. pornography is. Yes. I mean, that that's it right there. To have, I mean, you would never find that, you know, in the 1950s, 1960s. I yeah. mean, not even the 1990s. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, it's it's because they're ugh. advocating, they're advocating for, you know, porn as a form of art. Mm-hmm. Yeah, know? that's where it's going. Yeah, that's where it's going. You know, and that's part of the postmodernism that we're mm-hmm. living in. Right. And mm-hmm. it's available absolutely everywhere. It's you know, free. we have it on our phones right in front of our faces. Yes. I remember as a, you know, a young kid, mm. you would have to at least go over to your buddy's house and maybe yeah. he, he'd have a few magazines under the <laughs> mattress the or something. Yeah. yeah. But now it's, you know, you don't have to, you don't have to hide it. It's yeah. accessible. Yeah. yeah. And just uh, last week or the week before ESPN just released the body issues. If mm. you guys are aware of that. Oh, yeah. Like no. 19 or 2015, they've been releasing the body issues of mm-hmm. the athlete i mean that's basically porn even mm-hmm. i mean yeah. these these athletes are are naked they're just covering up their parts but mm-hmm. they're make they're normalizing um these female athletes male athletes like hey look right. you know just because they're athletes and their body looks i mean come on right and then you know the things that it's going to cause when you're looking at those things I right mean, just because yeah. they're i mean they're naked right and yeah 
Yeah, I wanted to go back to something that that Angel was saying, and he was saying, you know, that they're creating these website names or these the, these means of looking cute, so you mm-hmm. can go click on it, and then you go, and let's say they're five, six years old, ten, you know, at a very young age, and then they get hooked. Yeah. Um, you know, to be completely transparent with with our audience, um, the first time. I, this is going to be addressing just how addicting it is. The first time that I ever saw pornography, mm-hmm. I was probably around 10 years old, mm-hmm. and I was living in Keensville, and across the street, um, I had some friends. Mm-hmm. And kind of like what Steve was saying, they, they um, my friend at the time came across some videos, and he's like, "Oh, check this out! Like, I just fa- I found this in in um, you know in my dad's room, my parents' room, and he brought out this VHS. He put it in and he played it. I didn't know what to expect, mm. and there it was—the first time I ever saw naked women in actual sex. I didn't know what it looked like. Mm. I didn't even know that something like this ever existed. Mm-hmm. And I remember that I couldn't get it out of my yeah. mind after yeah. that. I enjoyed watching it so much. I mean, the the man, just the psychology of men, just mm. period, just the way right. our brains work. Is that was the first time I ever felt it, and I remember it was just uh, by the grace of God I was not hooked and addicted then, but I couldn't get out of my mind, and 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 I was just like, wow, that I, I could just see what the pornography industry is doing. They're, they're yeah. trying to hook people, and, and they're trying to guarantee their clients for the next fifteen, yeah. twenty years, or even longer. And and Angel, you talk about that in your book and the, yeah. in the beginnings of I Beat Porn. By the way, I don't know if we announced that that's his book, but <laughs> um, <laughs> yes. Um, available at Bridge. Yeah, available. <laughs> available at Bridge. Can you just uh, tell us a little bit more? You talk about that in your book in a couple in the first beginning chapters of when you first uh, watch porn and how disgusted you were, but you couldn't get it out of your mind, just like Julio was just talking about. Yeah, I grew up in the Christian home, and of course, mm-hmm. uh, I never heard about pornography. I mean, it was, you know, I grew up in a very uh let's put it this way very legalistic uh church mm-hmm. so uh talking about sex in church is a no-no right. you know it's a taboo mm-hmm. um and then but obviously i grew up with a lot of values a lot of principles and uh, never watched porn in my life so at some point i was with some friends just like julio was saying and they showed me some pictures some videos i got hooked instantly mm-hmm. but at the same time there was this sense of shame hmm. and guilt and i was like oh my gosh what yeah. you know this cannot be happening so i try to forget i try I, I really tried my best to just get over it and i was like i prayed to god god just help me with this because I, I felt disgusted mm-hmm. dirty you know and that's where i started you know um acknowledging the three big lies that i mentioned in the book uh and i started feeling very dirty very like incapable of receiving god's grace it mm-hmm. was terrible uh, and the problem with pornography is that you you watch it once mm-hmm. okay twice three four or five times and it does not stay stagnant mm-hmm. the, the the addiction or the compulsion starts growing mm-hmm. and increasing and evolving mm-hmm. okay so in my case I couldn't just stare at pornography. I mm. had to act it out, mm. you know? So it evolves. Is sure. that, wow. That's what I like to call an evolving addiction. Mm-hmm. So um, I kept it, I kept my secret. Mm-hmm. I kept my secret. And the problem with pornography is that, you know, people that drink mm-hmm. alcohol, for instance, 
you can actually notice or you can actually tell when someone has a drinking problem. Sure. You can tell right, when someone yeah. has a heroin problem, a marijuana <laughs> problem. But addiction to pornography? No. You could hide it very well. You can hide it very well. Sure. Yeah. So I, I kept my secret for a long time. And, you know, supposedly the enemy it was trying to convince me that it was going to work. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I, le- I love what you, s- you say in your book. If this is so wrong, why am I thinking about watching it again? An inner struggle between good and evil started that very day when yes. you first watched pornography. Because it feels good, mm-hmm. you know? And we have to understand that from a physiological perspective, from a biological perspective, when you watch porn, all those endorphins and right. all those chemicals mm-hmm. in your brain starts, you know, uh, working in you. and you actually become addicted to your own chemicals. <laughs> yeah. You know, a lot of people say, oh, the images. Well, yeah, the images, yeah, they certainly provoke something in your body, but you're actually being addicted and hooked to your own chemicals. Mm-hmm. Okay? So that is why your brain is always telling you, hey, I need more of that. Because mm-hmm. it, it makes you feel good, relaxed. There's a sense of gratification. There's a sense of, you know. Stimulation. Stimulation. You need, a, you need a progressively bigger hit. It doesn't just stay at. Yeah. The, it's very progressive. Yeah. yeah it continues yeah. to become more and right. more, more and, perverse as, as you continue. And that is it. why one of the major triggers is stress. Mm-hmm. You know, especially with men. Uh, married men, for instance. Uh, right after having a heated discussion with with the wife, sure, you know, you feel stressed, you feel upset, you know. I need a relief. I need a release. Right. Boom. Triggers. You go back to pornography. Right. Wow. Okay. Because wow. Mm-hmm. And that's that's all. And, and, and he, we're talking about this this progression of just I'm trying to get a, a better high. I'm trying to get. A, I'm trying to elevate this yeah. this chemical that's making me feel good. Um, and what eventually ends up happening, and I've seen testimonies where you know pornography in the sense of just you know male and female and no longer gets you going mm-hmm. now you're up going into other things that are absolutely an abomination yeah. Yeah. you get into pedophilia and you know you look at the the issue with what's it the subway guy what's his name Oh, yeah. oh uh, Jared? Jared. Jared. Yeah, yeah, if you go read about his testimony, I remember reading it months, months, months back. Um, you know, his his pedophilia, you know, he wasn't just, he didn't just wake up one day and he was a pedophile. It started off with pornography mm. and him yeah. no longer getting that sort of that satisfaction yeah. and gratification mm-hmm. that all of a sudden, you know, these porn websites, they're wicked. You start, you know, you yeah. click around and then you start ending up in some weird stuff and then all of a sudden you're, you know, catch yourself watching. Um, you know, it's, uh, child it's pornography, a, yeah. and you get it. And yeah. It's a trap. It's a road to destruction. And then you know, Jared is a perfect example of mm-hmm. that. And the thing is that you never know. I mean, every person is different. I, I cannot say that every person that watches pornography Correct. is going to turn into a pedophile. Right. But the road's yeah. there, right? But it's a road that you don't know where it's going to lead you. Right. You know, you you have no idea. For instance, mm-hmm. I don't know if you remember uh, Steve uh, or, or Abe. Um, Ted Bundy. Oh yeah, yeah. Ted Bundy, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, it was James, I believe it was James Dobson, Dobson right? Exactly. Who interviewed him mm-hmm. before uh, being executed? And he said it was pornography. It was said it was pornography. <sighs> wow. yeah. What really led me to you know become a mass murderer? Right. Wow. Um, because it's it's a lie. It's yeah. a lie. It's it a is. trap. It's well, a trap. I, I mean, it, uh, again, I'm just going through some of your. Uh, uh, chap, uh, yeah. page 21 of your book is uh, when you're talking about false illusion porn gives false illusion and false pleasure 
And you also say that there's nothing real about those images, just fake love, fake affections, and fake sexual relationship. Uh, that mm -hmm. what you look at, you start thinking about these women and the, the actions that are going on. They're not real, but in your brain, you make them real. And then just how that starts mm -hmm. creeping in into life mm -hmm. and yeah. what you're doing. Mm -hmm. I, I thought that was really good. And yeah. you know, I had back then. I had very. Um, um, I didn't have resources. I didn't have social resources. Mm -hmm. I was very, and uh, I don't know if I talked. I, I I think I do talk a little bit about that. Isolation mm -hmm. is another trigger. Mm -hmm. You know, when you're suffering in silence, you know, and and when you don't have resources to go to, you don't have accountability. Right. Right. So that mm -hmm. lack of relationships also leads you to being even more hooked because mm. I mean I felt honestly and I'm going to be very transparent yeah. I felt as if you know those women you know right. were actually attracted to me or I was a, right. I was attracted mm. to them you know it was like we have a bond I yeah. felt like illusion. that yeah. Wow. yeah it's an illusion it's so, a lie it's a lie It's but it's powerful I mean do not underestimate the power of your brain mm -hmm. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean it's powerful uh, but also uh, you mentioned in that same chapter about the illusions um, there was an it was an illusion of pleasure mm. right yeah. So here's the thing. I, I want you to be very aware of this. Uh, it's fake in every sense. Mm -hmm. Pornography is fake. The actress, mm -hmm. the actors, they're fake. Right. They're not enjoying <laughs> that. They're getting paid for it. They're yeah. getting paid yeah, for it. Check. But so I don't know if you know this, but uh, 95% of actresses, of porn stars, what they're called, porn stars, they have to be. Uh, high, hmm. you know, before doing a scene. Interesting. Yeah. That's okay. wow. They have to. They need to have some kind of a booster. Um, so, ninety-five percent of porn stars, they're addicts. Wow. Like heroin, cocaine, marijuana, because they have to be numb. Right. Okay. In every aspect, physically, emotionally, numb, in order to perform what they, you know, what they do, what because, do. because it's not pleasurable. Right. Yeah. Okay. And it's just the opposite of what sex was created to be between one yeah. man and one woman mm -hmm. in marriage mm -hmm. to be this union, this joining, joining together, almost a, almost an image of you know the unity between the Trinity, you know that being into one another and yeah. enjoying that intimacy. It's it's really a reflection, I think, of of who we were created in the image of mm. the Triune God. More than five thousand porn stars have died of internal bleeding. Wow. Jeez. Okay. Because wow. physically speaking, it's not I mean, the human body was designed for sex. Right. God created and established sex. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but there's some some boundaries. Right. Yeah. There's some things. I mean, sex is to be practiced, you know, according to God's design. And porn is so fake in every sense mm -hmm. that even the act, the penetration, mm -hmm. everything, it's fake. Mm -hmm. Okay. <laughs> so uh, a lot of porn stars have have died of internal bleeding because, and I don't want to go into details, but you know, <laughs> right. yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, it, use your imagination. <laughs> yeah, it's not. No. <laughs> it's not right. It's not right. So it's fake in every sense. Uh -huh. you, you also say just right under your false illusion you said the problem is not with people uh, are after porn 
but that porn is after people. Yeah. How powerful <laughs> in is every that? way. In every way. How Remember, so? and it was about the uh, accessibility issue that mm-hmm. Steve was talking about. I mean, we have it on our phones. Mm-hmm. On our phones. So I had, you know, I, I'm, I work as a counselor. And I had a, a seven-year-old wow. that was already addicted to pornography because wow. the school gave him a tablet. Incredible. Okay, mm. and supposedly there's parental control right. in the tablets. No, that's that's a lie. There's no such thing as. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, the, oh, people will always find a loophole. Okay? Yes. People always. will always find a way. So this kid figured it out. Okay, and he was already watching porn in his school tablet. Mm. Okay, amongst his peers and teachers. Exactly, exactly. Daylight. Uh, so it's super accessible. And another thing that I want to mention about this, this is another lie. People think that this is completely confidential mm. and private. Mm. You know, something that we have to understand in the internet world: there's no such thing as confidentiality right. and privacy. <laughs> but uh, it gives you a. A fake illusion. It gives you an illusion of secrecy. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. This is anonymous. Nobody's gonna find out. You know, and you believe it. Right. You believe it that no one's gonna find out. Okay, but that's a lie as well. Your sin will find you out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Of course. Obviously, the Lord knows, but yeah. a lot of other people know as well. Mm-hmm. It's not just something that you're doing anonymously. Mm-hmm. So, so should we talk about the, the lies that are involved with that? I mean. the the three big lies of pornography. Mm-hmm. Before we get into that, I just want to go back again yeah. once more and make sure we're, we really hit the issue of how easy it is to get into mm. pornography yeah. and and that um, we really need to be vigilant, I think, about mm-hmm. not even going down that road. Don't even put that foot forward mm-hmm. because... Like you say, it doesn't come through the front door. It's not obvious. Yeah. So, you know, we need to make sure that we've got... Uh, controls on our on our internet uh, accessibility or accountability or whatever we need to do so that we're not even going down that road yeah. to, uh, to to viewing those images. And that is true because we have to understand that pornography is not going to come necessarily through the internet or, or through a computer, but also through music, hmm. you know, mm-hmm. lyrics nowadays. That's very true. <laughs> you know, the lyrics very, nowadays, they're very... Very salacious. Yes. I mean, so they really uh, stimulate your imagination. Mm-hmm. Okay, so anything that would stimulate your imagination, okay, you have to stay away from it. Mm-hmm. Okay, so music, uh, relationships, mm-hmm. okay, especially with teenagers, the 18, 19-year-olds, you know, who are in a... <laughs> You know, non very serious relationship. Right. You know, and all of a sudden they're by themselves and things get heated. And, Good point. You know, so it either comes through relationships, mm-hmm. okay, or either comes through your senses, okay, mm-hmm. music, you mm-hmm. know, uh, and through the eye, point. anything, anything, because remember the Bible says that the eyes are the lamp mm-hmm. of the soul. So anything that comes through your eyes that has the capacity or the power to stimulate your imagination, you have to stay away from it. Absolutely. Wow. Okay, so, uh, conversations conversations you know very explicit conversations i mean i was when i got hooked i was uh in middle school and obviously at that point everybody was talking about sex around me but i wasn't paying too much attention to it until i saw the videos Mm -hmm. okay but you know that's why the bible is very uh you know very direct when it comes to conversation and the things that you speak mm. with other brothers sure. in church or outside of church it doesn't matter uh, but I think like we have to be very vigilant because 
I mean, it doesn't start off as an addiction. Right. Okay. It starts off as a compulsion or maybe curiosity. Okay. That's another thing. So I really encourage, in this note, I really encourage parents to have computers, okay, and tablets accessible or in a visible way. Right. Where everybody can, you know, look at it. Not hidden away in your room. Not hidden away in your room or anything like that. So it has to be in the common areas, Mm. you know, Mm. living room so that everybody can see absolutely what you're doing yeah good good point all right so in your book you have uh, the three big lies uh, no escape this is who you are and you are too dirty and all these lead down to the road of depression so we could just go point by point yeah. uh, on hell and just talk about those yeah. no escape i mean i got to a point where really i didn't think it was it was possible for me to get out of this mm-hmm. i mean it was so overwhelming and it was so i cried myself to sleep mm-hmm. <laughs> wow. not because i i knew like this was my thought and again I, i'm going to be very transparent mm-hmm. but i was suffering mm-hmm. i was really suffering and i i said to god god just just take me mm-hmm. <laughs> really just take my life i i don't i, I don't even want to live anymore wow. because there's no uh-huh. hope there's no hope. One, because this is this is what I thought. If I speak up, mm-hmm. my life is gonna be over. Mm-hmm. You know, I will have no credibility. Mm-hmm. I will have no authority. I will have, I I, I won't have friends. Mm-hmm. My family is going to despise me. They're gonna reject me. Wow. My, my church is gonna shun me. Uh. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. I won't have ministry. Remember that I grew up uh, in a in a pastoral home. And I was like. It's going to be a shame. Sure. You know, it's going to be a shame. What if the church finds out? Mm-hmm. You know, I'll huh. never fulfill my purpose here on earth. Mm-hmm. You know, so I really encourage, especially uh, the, the PKs, the pastor kids, <laughs> uh, you know, your relationship with Jesus mm-hmm. is more important than your title. Mm-hmm. Amen. Yeah. Amen. It's more important. So one of the, uh, the lies is you're not going to be successful you're not going to be free because this is who you really are that takes me to the second point Mm -hmm. you know any kind of addiction or any kind of mental illness can become your identity Mm -hmm. okay and you no longer can see yourself as a christian or Mm -hmm. as a son of god you're going to see yourself as the addict Mm -hmm. okay so it really becomes your identity and it really affects your relationships because you won't know how to relate to other people Mm -hmm. because this is what you feel you feel like you're the only one who's struggling Mm -hmm. with it Mm. You know, so that was another lie. The enemy whispered in my ear. You know what? You're the only one dealing with this. Mm-hmm. All of your friends in church, they're mm. ho- they're holy, they're pure. Right. You know, they live a life of integrity. You know, they're doing okay, they're doing well. But you, my friend, you have no hope. This is who you really are. Your identity is your your perversion, your your uh, your addiction to the pornography. Yeah. Instead of who we truly are in Christ Jesus, when we are right. His. Our identity, from the Father's perspective, is yeah. th- is seen through Christ. Yeah, and God is a relational God. Amen. You know, yeah. and the problem uh, is that you cannot move forward that stage because you cannot relate to people. Mm. Okay, because in your head, in my head, pornography. Uh, hurt me so bad that I couldn't even relate to women. Like wow. saying simply hi to a girl was like impossible for me because i would just 
you know create these images in my head right, automatically like, mm-hmm. so is, is that just like seeing her and talking to her and then like just thinking that what she looked like under that the, the yes, dress and yes. right and imagine, huh. wow yeah so it was very hard so what i decided was you know what i'm just gonna isolate myself hmm. i cannot mm. deal with people hmm. okay oh. hmm. so that that's one of the dangers isolation mm-hmm. interesting wow it was uh it's just real quick uh in the who you really are I, you say that you f- you felt twisted perverted also that you remember getting bullied um by one of your friends he called you uh porno boy porno boy uh, yeah you know and you say it sounds funny oh. but the, the truth of the matter is very dangerous of course right oh yeah because there's a thing and we mentioned that women you know girls are less likely to admit that they're watching porn but you know that trend is changing mm-hmm. okay the thing is that our culture uh sees men who watches pornography as manly mm-hmm. yeah you know? <laughs> like oh man like you know yeah you're the big deal yeah mm-hmm. but when when it comes to to girls it's like oh my gosh you have a problem mm-hmm. you know so we normalize pornography among men right but we ridicule <laughs> right uh w- with women so yeah, everybody. I mean, that that kid specifically called me porn boy, and you know, as as if it was something to be proud of. <laughs> yeah, right. You know, yeah, that's and not I, the kind of superhero that you want to be. Right. Like, like. But at some point, I'm not gonna lie. At some point, I adopted it. Hmm. I was like, yeah, oh, wow. I guess I'm porn boy. You know. Um, so it was really dangerous. Right. Wow. The, there's one thing that I want to say. Just going back to the ladies, I'm, I'm looking up this article on the New York Post, and this was an article written in 2017. But it said, "Ladies turned out into more pornography than ever last year," with the phrase "porn for women" women topping the list of the most searched fetishes online. Mm-hmm. New data revealed Tuesday. This is crazy. The female-friendly term soared a panty dropping 1,400 percent in 2017 compared to a uh, 396% spike the year before, according to a report released by a porn website. Yeah. So yeah, the number is going up. And this it's was just last up. year. Yeah, the, the, the number amount of women yeah. are, are starting to it, increase it's watching going pornography. Up, and the reason it's going up is because there's the, the pornography industry has diversified like tremendously mm-hmm. i mean there's soft porn there's hardcore mm-hmm. there's i mean there's a lot of subcategories that i'm not going to go into right now but, but yeah but but remember this and this is no joke this is very serious i mean there is uh, a place in las vegas where they have a uh, a fetish mm-hmm. um, mm-hmm. it's called the fetish house mm-hmm. um and actually you can pick a woman by their feet okay they have like a feet menu okay <laughs> so guys who have a fetish for feet okay hmm. can actually pick this okay i love the, her feet and you know you can actually have an hour two hour depending on how much you're, wow. you're willing to pay just to wow you know, play with feet wow. okay so it's very twisted yeah so yeah yeah one more thing uh, another stat here it says 26 percent of women uh made up the website uh of 28.5 billion worldwide annual visitors so yeah 20, just, hold on 28 percent no 26 percent of women uh were the traffic to porn websites and and the total the annual visitors of, of websites was 28.5 billion worldwide wow so, so yeah, uh, a, yeah 26 quarter of that. yeah wow quarter of it. Mm-hmm. that's 
it's going up and there's a lot of issues or sub issues with pornography i mean we're talking about human trafficking we're Mm, talking about prostitution you know we're talking about drugs we're talking i mean there's a lot of uh, yeah it's not just the one yeah we're just looking at oh images right but remember that in the bible uh the word for sexual immorality in the greek is porneia right and Mm. and it's any kind of sexual perversion or any kind of sexual deviation so we have to understand that this is not a one-side issue Mm. it has a lot of layers that we need to be very aware of and it has ramifications for Mm. uh our relationships later on for marriage relationships you know when you when you expect that kind of excitement in those images that you're seeing on pornography and you you, you expect that in your marriage relationship Mm. oh you know especially when you're you know you're not getting along or whatever and yeah uh, you know it can easily end up Mm -hmm. you know false expectations exactly and then you're disenchanted and you know tend to move on and i and i heard a pastor say that that more and more men are not getting married because they're they're waiting for that perfect perfect Barbie doll porn star yes. to like meet like <laughs> yeah. all your 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 needs needs when it comes to that and it's and and it creates problems in a marriage exactly and i mean and that's the the mood i call it the mood of our culture nowadays it's like you know if you don't like it choose another one Mm, you exactly. Know? Yeah. exactly. You're gonna like your phone. You know, you get another one. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You're gonna like the service. Complain and get a get better a service. One. Yeah. You know. <laughs> so and and we are are translating that into the marriage. Absolutely. Mm. Okay. And say, well, if you don't like your marriage, I mean, you're you're free to do whatever you want. Follow right. your heart. I mean, you deserve being loved. You right. know, you deserve that. And and <laughs> I'm and, not getting the sexual fulfillment I deserve. Right. You know? So right. Move on. And then it's so fake that I mean, I, I had a couple. I was counseling, um, and the guy was very disenchanted with his wife and mm. uh, not being fulfilled, not being satisfied, supposedly. Because, uh-huh. uh, and then, uh, you know, he said that he was trying to convince his wife to do whatever he was watching. Mm. Wow. In, in the images, like, this is what I want you to do. Yeah. This is X, Y position that I want you to do. This is what. And it's not real. Right. Yeah. You know, it's not real. They're actors. They're being paid. They're drugged. I mean, they're high to do it. They're, right. they're not enjoying it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Hmm. But then again, it's a distortion, it's a lie, is, you know, the industry trying to sell it. Sure. Mm. You know, at all costs. I know that uh, I've heard before, too, that mm. even within Christian marriage, marriages a couple watches porn and mm. think it's okay <laughs> i don't know have you guys heard anything yeah about because yeah. not only it's been so uh, sold as a form of ther- uh, as a form of art but also as a form of therapy mm. couples therapy in order to ignite or create a spark mm. you know uh and that is <laughs> that is horrible that is yeah. that's a lie from the pit of hell it yeah is. it is a lie from the pit of hell <laughs> I mean there's no Amen. empirical evidence that shows that pornography is going to help couples mm-hmm. yeah. like no whatsoever okay so yeah. that's really important to know and and also you know for pastors out there okay or ministers or if you're in a leadership uh, a church uh, beware 
guard yourselves. <laughs> okay, be proactive. Mm. Okay, sometimes we're working at church and we think that we have everything figured out and that pornography is not going to knock on the door, mm. you know. But be aware, be aware that you're an easy prey. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. if you're a minister, you're an easy prey for mm-hmm. pornography. Sure. Okay, wow. so yeah. I think you've probably even got a bigger target on your back. I know that yeah. right. know, being in ministry full time, I get, we're, we're all in ministry full time, right? But yeah. right. that vocation, I feel like uh, Leanne and I have to really work on our marriage, probably, you know, really being diligent about that and being aware of those temptations that come. Oh, yeah. And, yeah. They're, and they're real. They're, oh, yeah. They're, the struggle's real. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. For I mean, I think that we can all sit here and uh, and say that that's a struggle to keep our hearts, our minds clean, mm. uh, especially when we're mm. around the opposite sex. You right. Know, and, right. And, and, and setting the boundaries. Setting the boundaries, protecting yeah. ourselves within right. the marriage, you know, to... and. and and, and you're talking about the relational of Christ and just constantly talking to Christ hmm. to keep us from those things, hmm. you know, because our minds can, yeah. you know, go there, our hearts can go hmm. there and can get hmm. us in trouble. Every easy. day we need to remind ourselves. Yes. Yeah. Preach right. the gospel to yourself every day. Right. You had yeah. under under one of the three big lies, the last one was you are too dirty. Can you talk about that a little oh, bit? Oh, yeah. You know, so I've, I've been working in, in ministry, worship ministry, student ministry, uh, since I was 12 years old, and at that point, I really didn't want to go to church at all. Mm. <laughs> I was like, "I'm too dirty. I'm not. I'm not worthy mm-hmm. of receiving God's grace. I'm not worthy of worshiping. I'm not even worthy of just praying. I'm not worthy." So I felt so so dirty, mm. and I, you know, you grow up in church and you you listen to the word and and you have this uh, awareness of who God is, but really. I I didn't think that God's grace was sufficient. Mm. Mm. Yeah. You know, there was a. I felt like, yeah, it is sufficient for other people who are struggling with different things, but not this. Sure, this is like beyond mm. God's God's capacity. So, and I want to share real quick. Mm-hmm. You know, what what Paul said. Mm. You know, uh, in Second Corinthians twelve, he said three times I pleaded with the Lord to take it away from me. Mm. <laughs> I really did. I was like, just take it, sure. just take it. Wow. But then I forgot about verse nine where it says, "But He said to me, My grace is sufficient oh, for you, wow. for My power is made perfect in weakness." Okay, therefore I will boast all the more gladly about my weaknesses, so that Christ's power may rest on me. Mm. Okay, wow. so 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 really, pornography. Later on, uh, once I had an encounter with God's grace, uh, became not my identity, mm. became not my my life, but it became a reason to rely more heavily on the Holy Spirit Amen. on God's grace. Yeah. So, so yeah, but I really, I, I, this is what I thought. I thought that I, while I was playing my guitar at church or ministering in church, mm-hmm. I really thought that God was going to kill me right there and then. Like the Old Testament, you know? Right. <laughs> it was going to be like, okay, I'm, I'm so unholy, I'm so, so dirty that maybe today's going to be my last day in church. Right. Wow. right. You know? And I really hoped, you know, that God would kill me. <laughs> wow. Well, and it I, was so <laughs> I think it's really interesting that there is such an increase in depression and suicide mm-hmm. along with this increase in pornography. Yes. And yeah. you just got yeah. to wonder if these two aren't related, you know? that as you said a lot of people feel that there is no hope this is yeah. who they are why go on because pornography addiction is a cycle let me talk a little bit about this yeah it's fall mm-hmm. shame 
and guilt. Mm -hmm. Fall, shame, guilt. Fall, yeah. shame, guilt. Okay? It's a cycle. Because guilt tells you, I did something wrong. But shame is, I am something wrong. Mm -hmm. Okay? So, so I really struggle with that. Not only guilt, because I would suffer from guilt every single day, but then shame. I am wrong. So the problem is me. Okay? Sure. The problem is not the internet. The problem is not my friends. It's not the church. I am the problem. Mm -hmm. Okay? So that led me to depression. Mm -hmm. Okay? Because shame lets, leads you to depression. Mm -hmm. Interesting. And, and the gospel liberates that all. Amen. Yeah. yeah. Amen. And and how much is that? Uh, how much is your upbringing in a legalistic home play into that? I mean, we were talking a little bit about you know I I, I grew up in in the legalistic church as well. So did my wife. Where the the impression is that everybody sitting at church is perfect, and like we said earlier, nobody talks about these sexual sins yet. Now as an adult, and I know the gospel, and I read the word, that I know that that's not true. That we're sinners, we're we're battling the flesh, even though we're, you know we are indwelt with the spirit. We have to protect ourselves and constantly, yeah. uh, through the help of the Holy Spirit, conquer these things. Mm. And and how much did that play into your um, your feeling dirty and feeling ashamed, not feeling worthy? Uh, uh, you know. Yeah, I think a lot a lot of that has to do with ignorance because mm -hmm. uh, I didn't know what sex was, mm -hmm. you know, up until I watched that first video. Sure. Oh, I didn't wow. know what sex was because uh, it was not talked about in church, mm -hmm. okay? It was a forbidden topic, you know? So it's ironic because sex is so beautiful. It is. So yeah. holy. It was created to be so, so, so beautiful. Yeah, because here's the thing. Uh, uh, sex, I have some, some notes here. You know, sex is a sacred act designed and established by God, and it is a commitment to connect spirit, body, and soul with the person to which you have committed your life. Mm -hmm. It's so beautiful. But, we didn't, we didn't talk about that in church. Mm -hmm. So, the only thing that I heard in church, and this is, I mean, this is true. The <laughs> only thing that I heard in church was that sex is not of God. Hmm. That sex is... An evil thing. An evil thing. It's demonic. Mm -hmm. It's like, no, it's a sin. Necessary for procreation, but otherwise, leave it alone. <laughs> right. Yeah. Exactly. It's, it's a sin, you know, and they... You know, I, I grew up with the wrong context, right? right? Yeah. So if sex is bad mm -hmm. and it's evil, then this was my conflict. Mm -hmm. When I first watched that video and I saw a sexual act, <laughs> I saw it and I was like, wow, this feels good. Mm -hmm. So how yeah. come they say it's evil? How come mm. they say it's bad? Yeah. And then I'm feeling this guilt i mean this yeah. goodness Sorry. Yeah, yeah this guilt. goodness this yeah. it, it, it feels right right yeah. right so that is that is why i have committed my life to go around churches hmm. and speak about sex from a biblical perspective sure. because sex is not bad mm -hmm. i mean married couples will agree that it's good <laughs> oh, yeah. It's a very good thing. It's a very good thing. I concur. <laughs> okay, it's a very good thing. So i have to teach my teenager hey Sex is good, okay? I'm not going to lie. It's it, it feels good. It yeah. brings you pleasure. It's it's very fulfilling. But there is a time 
you know, and there's a design. Amen. So spend more time talking about God's design for sex, yeah. God's plan for sex, mm-hmm. as opposed to, you know, demonizing sex. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. this is the problem. The reason churches are not willing to talk about sex in church is because we have let the world take the concept and pervert it. Mm-hmm. Okay? So sex is not a word, it's not of the world. Sex is of God. Amen. Yeah. Okay. Read the Song of Solomon. Yeah. yeah. But we but we gave permission to some extent mm-hmm. to the world to take over the topic and make them their own. Mm. Yeah. You know? Yeah. yeah. So now it's a forbidden talk is it's the boo because I mean, no, it's we have pornography. Don't let pornography, don't let the industry, okay, distort the truth of God. Yeah. Okay. Right. Amen. Because it is beautiful within the boundaries that God has created for a man and a yeah. wife within a marriage. Yeah. And it's great. It absolutely is. You mean you look at the Song of Solomon, it's a very erotic book. Of course, yeah. of course. But it's between a husband and a wife, you know. Yeah. And, and we see it since it's a Genesis. Beautiful thing. Absolutely. In Genesis, they became one flesh. Hey, my friends, became one flesh does not mean that they were holding hands. You know? <laughs> you know, they became one. They knew each other. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Quote unquote. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. You know? All right, yeah, so before we move on kind of to the to the next um, sort of topic, I, I really want to just kind of wrap up and summarize what, what we've been discussing here on, on Hell and, and uh, just about the three big lies, and, and uh, if you could do that for us. Just bring you a little bit of clarity, lies. yeah. Yeah, just to summarize it? Yeah, just to bring a little bit of clarity for, for our listeners. Oh, yeah. So the three big lies... Um, the first one is there's no escape, okay? There's no hope for you, okay? There's going to be the sense of hopelessness. There's going to be the sense of there's no way out. Um, but the Bible clearly states that there's always a way out, okay? There's never be, there's never going to be a time where you're going to be, you know, be between a rock and a hard place, mm-hmm. right? Like, okay, there's no way I can... No, no, no. The Bible states that there's always a way out, okay? So, number two, this is who you are, okay? It when It is when your identity uh, becomes corrupted and then your identity becomes that of an addict, okay? Mm-hmm. I am an addict. I am depressed. I am. This is who I really am. Okay. And then the third one is you are too dirty, which means basically you're not capable of entering into the, the presence of God. But that's contrary of, of what the Bible states. The Bible states that we have total access, free access to God's grace. So we can come to the throne of grace with confidence, mm-hmm. knowing yeah. that he will offer a way out. He will offer salvation. Mm-hmm. So, so now that we just summarize it, let's uh, let's let's go on to talk about the practical steps. Yeah. Uh, you know, you yeah, touched yeah. a little bit on the the taboo part, Angel. Um, yeah. Can we just get a little bit more tea? Let's let's talk about that taboo, the taboo aspect. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so, like I said before, it is a forbidden topic because we have let the world take ownership yeah. on the topic um, and pervert it. But quite honestly. I believe that if there's a place that we should talk about sex, it's in church. Mm, yeah, <laughs> it's in church. I even I went to a church once. I'm not gonna lie, you can you cannot make this stuff up. <laughs> I, I I went to a church and there was a conference. Okay, somebody there was a guest speaker and he was going to talk about the topic. Mm, you mm-hmm. know, and I'm not gonna lie, he started the topic. He started the the talk by saying, "Well, today we're gonna talk about a very important topic." And is the topic of the S word. He never, never 
said sex. Wow. wow. He referred to it as the ass word. Mm. How, did, okay. how did anybody know what he was talking about? <laughs> right. <laughs> Salad? Uh huh. The ass. I'm not. I'm not like the sex word. So there's always this sense of shame, you know, and embarrassment. Like, oh, I don't want to say out loud because I mean, we're in church. This is an unholy topic, right? You know, yeah. and that's uh, the the result of ignorance and poor biblical teaching on the topic okay so and there is so much available nowadays Mm. with books uh teaching videos from a christian worldview that you know parents we need to we need to be about doing this with our children we Mm. need to be talking about sex from a biblical perspective and if you're afraid to there are so many resources out there now to help you do that yeah and the fear is that if you talk about sex in church that it's going to trigger some behaviors. Mm-hmm. I, I had a pastor tell me because um, I was, you know, giving a, a workshop on it, and then he met with me at the end, and he was like, "You know what? I don't feel this topic is appropriate to speak hmm. about in church." And I and I asked wow. him like, "Can you please just tell me why? I just want to know why." Well, because I have a lot of uh, hmm. sexually active teenagers here, and I fear that your talk is going to, you know, rile them up, convict them, yeah, cut to the heart, <laughs> like Peter did, yeah, yeah, uh, create, you know, some trigger something. I was like, That's trigger what? You yeah. know, they're already it, triggered. They're, they're yeah. already triggered. Yeah, yeah. Let's uh, let's be honest. Yeah. We we go back as teenagers. Like nobody taught me about sex. Guess right. what? I'm yeah. sitting there. I'm I'm finding it out as a teenage yeah. boy. And also, not only in church, we also have to uh, talk about the role of parents. Mm. Okay, yeah. parents don't want to talk about sex. Mm. Okay, so uh, studies show that teenagers act sexually the way they were taught mm. by their mm. parents okay mm-hmm. they they replicate the model mm-hmm. of the health but guess what if they didn't receive any teaching what are, you know from where they're gonna right yeah they're gonna get the knowledge they're gonna get it from the world they're gonna get it from mm-hmm. youtube they're gonna get it from you know the article they're gonna get Peers. it from your friends mm-hmm. right from the teachers you know now i don't want to get into that right now because yeah. then we'll be here until three right. yeah. but but now in schools you know that we have the gender fluid uh, you know conversations mm-hmm. yeah. you know, right the transgender stuff and uh, yeah <laughs> yeah there's a lot yeah, well, that nowadays, um, grandma and grandpa are the government, and mommy and daddy are YouTube and Google and yeah. all that. I mean, no parents, I was, from what I've seen, no longer disciple their children. They no longer yeah. care. It's kind of, they'll say, like, hey, you know, take this iPhone, take this iPad, here are your video games, and yeah. uh, that's going to you know, distract you. I, I, I'm, I'll kind of be over here doing my yeah, thing. I call it the Google it generation. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Someone's, someone's going to teach your kids. Yeah. Yeah. So how do we move on to uh, to getting into ways that we can take practical steps to deal with this issue of pornography, like uh, perhaps accountability? Yeah, I love this. So first and foremost, let me just uh, include technology into this. Uh, there's a church, I don't know if you've heard of it, it's the Triple X Church. Yeah. Okay, and they are a ministry uh, exclusively exclusively dedicated to work with uh, porn addicts. So they have a uh, an app called the uh, the X3 Watch mm-hmm. app, okay? And I have a few kids on, on that app, okay? What, what happens is that they put their emails, mm-hmm. okay? And they register 
their computer or any of their devices, and I get a weekly email with a summary of the pages that they visited, mm. the website that they visited. Mm -hmm. If for any reason they visited a shady website or something that was not quite right, I'll get an email saying, okay, uh, this guy watched this mm. site or this guy visited whatever at this time, at this day. Uh, and if they even try to get rid of the app, mm. you know, uh, they'll send me an email as well. Oh, wow. <laughs> alert, alert, alert. Alert, yeah. alert. Okay, so that's really helpful. Okay, so accountability. I cannot stress enough the importance of accountability. Mm. I mean, this is the thing. You cannot get out of this by yourself. Right. Yeah. You simply cannot. Right. Yeah. Okay. Uh, God uses relationships. Amen, okay. Yeah. For deliverance. Yeah. Okay. So if you don't, if you're not capable of telling someone your deep dark secrets, mm -hmm. you'll be in deep dark trouble. Mm -hmm. wow. <laughs> okay. Well, you'll, James yeah. gives us that admonition, right? Mm -hmm. Confess Ex your sins to one another. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. So, I really. Uh, uh, you know, encourage people to admit it. And actually, I have an acronym. I don't know if you guys had the chance to uh, look it up, but I have the ACTS uh, acronym, hmm. and the A uh, stands for admit it. Mm -hmm. Okay, you have to admit that you have a problem. Yeah. Sure. Okay, this is not a form of art. This is not a form of therapy. Yeah. You know, this is a problem. This is an issue. And then the C stands for confess it. Okay, mm -hmm. one thing is to admit it. Okay, another thing is to confess. Mm -hmm. Okay, uh, and then the T stands uh, for tear down your giant. Mm. Okay, and this uh, means that you have to really get rid of your computer. So at one point, I threw my computer out the window. Wow, <laughs> like literally. Wow, yeah. I was so fed up. You know, I said, Enough is enough. Okay. I've been set free by the blood of Christ. This has no power over me. Amen. So I threw my computer out. Wow. Okay. I got rid of people that were serving as triggers. Mm. Okay. Uh, people that were not uh, pouring into my life, spiritually speaking. Uh, so you need to make some radical decisions. Yeah. Okay. Some radical decisions. And Jesus speaks about this. Amen. You know, it's better to enter the kingdom of heaven without an arm, <laughs> right? Oh, without yeah. an eye. Yeah. Okay. Tear down. Okay. Tear yeah. it down. Down. And, then, and then the S stands for seek God. Mm. Okay, seek God. Um, but obviously, one practical thing that I want to say about accountability be careful who you talk to. Mm. Yeah. Okay? okay, be careful. So you have to find the right person. <laughs> okay, because there's two things that you don't want you don't want someone not listening to you. Okay, and giving you a three-hour sermon mm -hmm. yeah. on why it's bad. Right. Yeah. You know, people who are struggling with uh, pornography addiction, they know. most of the time they know. Yeah. Mm -hmm. They yeah. know that they're they're mm -hmm. wrong. Sure. Yeah. Okay. They just want to know how do I get out? Sure. Yeah. Okay. So find someone that can give you a sound biblical teaching or biblical advice mm -hmm. okay uh, and find someone who would challenge you mm -hmm. okay challenge you okay you don't need someone to give you a tap on the shoulder and say hey it's gonna be okay don't worry you know mm -hmm. no 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 it's like you know what bro we need to do something Amen. let's yeah. do an action plan I mean whenever you feel tempted I have people on a weekly basis calling me and writing me uh, texting me say hey dude like I'm being tempted right now mm -hmm. I don't know so I call him up. Mm -hmm. Hey, wow. what are you going to do? Let's right. go. Let's go get some coffee. Let's go right. uh, grab a bite to eat. So it's really important to find people that would serve as, you know, 
<laughs> I call it angels, <laughs> really, uh, and really take over and and lift up your arms, you know. Amen. Mm-hmm. And, and I think to uh, to meet with them on a regular basis, yes. you know, um, we've had in the past here, we've had like a men's accountability group in, mm-hmm. in, in our church in Michigan meeting together on a weekly basis you know so everybody is in this together and you're all sharing your issues yeah. with each other openly and honestly and holding each other accountable yeah. you know yeah. the triple x church that you talked about that's an excellent app you yeah. know and breaking the silence because remember it's not only confessing that you watch pornography mm-hmm. but it's also confessing the things that you thought Hmm. while watching pornography hmm. oh yeah you know this is what came uh, to my mind yeah. this is why i imagined these are my fantasies hmm. these are all of that is important because you know what i have a kind of like a, a slogan if you will uh, tell me how strong is your secret and i'll tell you how heavy are your chains Wow. Okay, so if you don't break the silence, you're going to be held captive. Sure. Okay, mm. so you have to break the silence. That's good. And remember that deliverance, deliverance is not it's not an event. Mm-hmm. Deliverance is a journey. Mm-hmm. Every single day, you have to be free of something. Absolutely. Okay, so that is why accountability is so important. And meet with someone on a weekly basis. Because the problem is that pornography will try its best to isolate you. Mm-hmm. Okay? So... By yourself, you can be defeated easily. Absolutely. Okay, yeah. but with with people, with connections, with community, I mean, it's very difficult for you to fail when you're in community, mm, wow. when you're in fellowship. That's yeah. why the Bible it's speaks true. about fellowship so, you know, um, strongly because when you are with other saints, you know, in mm-hmm. communion with other saints in fellowship, it's very hard for you to fail. And that's why discipleship is so important. Discipleship, you, you yes. Know, you know, Steve, you you. The ministry here is all about discipleship. Absolutely. I mean, how many times have we seen people come in and just talk mm-hmm. about things that have gone on in their lives or in the past where where we just sat there and listened, and then later on we're, we would be like, uh, wow. And they just wanted to talk and, and are not getting that communion. You know? Somebody to share that burden mm-hmm. with, that they can pray with, and yeah. who who can, you know, who, who they can relate to in a, in a very transparent way. Yeah. You know, we need to do that. We need, we, have, we need to get beyond the facade of, you know, hey, how you doing? Oh, fine. You know, we need yeah. to get beyond that and go to, you know, what's really going on. Because we, got, we, we all got yeah. issues. Yeah. I don't oh, care yeah. who you are. We yeah. all got issues. And something Don't try that, to fool anybody. Yeah, <laughs> and know. that's really important because, I mean, one thing that you'll find out whenever you speak up and you break the silence, you know, the enemy will try to convince you that no one else is struggling with this. But yeah. when you speak up, you find that other men are struggling mm. with the same or maybe with some other things. But we're all struggling. Sure. We're all in this. Mm-hmm. Okay? So it's really important. And, and that's why when reading your book, uh, this book is raw. Yeah, it I is. Mean, it, there's, is. <laughs> it, it, it is, and, and and I really appreciate that. And the thing is that the publisher, you know, I had a kind of like a little argument at the beginning because the editor was like, you, you know, I think like your title is a little bit out there. <laughs> you know, can we can we maybe find something like more subtle, more mm-hmm. like, you know, I'd be porn. It's like, well, that's it's because that's what happened. Yeah. That's what happened. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and I want to give hope to other people because yeah. there's hope. Yeah. yeah. And, and and here's the thing, like I was I was reading your book and I was like I was just reading your book out there. I was like, 
and because of the title i was like man i hope these people you know are they thinking that i got this porn addiction you know <laughs> because i'm they're like man i went to bridge and this guy was reading this book i'd be porn what a pornographer i was like you know but the the title is hey this is what it is yeah and, i mean i was just i was thinking that but i was like you know i'm learning here yeah you know because i need to make sure that i'm protecting myself my mind right you know because we have struggles you and that, I mean? and it's funny that you say that because that's the re people's reaction. Oh, really? Most of the time, it's like, <laughs> "Hey, I want to give you, like, I like to give out books. Yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. Whenever I go to a church, they're like, hey, like, I want to give you this as gift. Oh no, I I'm not struggling with it. It's like, <laughs> it doesn't matter. Maybe you know someone who is struggling Just with take it. it. Yeah, and it's like a nice red cover with an eye looking at <laughs> with you, with a zipper, with, with a, a zipper. zipper on it. Yeah, it's like it's so like, whoa, I be porn. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like let's. Eat. I I really appreciate that you say that this yeah. is, the book is this is not about that you're struggling with this it's also that you're protecting yourself yeah from mm -hmm. from these and, and how to how to um with the grace of god and our lord jesus christ to be able to break free yeah. as we start in the next topic and, yeah and speaking about accountability really quick uh, this is something very practical um a lot of you know a lot of years have passed by since i i was I say that I was free because I, I was really free, <laughs> free from pornography. But, you know, I guard myself every day, mm. you know, every single day. My wife has my passwords mm. for my cell phone. That's good. Uh, she has a password for my emails. Mm -hmm. She has everything. So one thing I did before I got married is I was very clear with my wife, very honest, very transparent. And I told her, hey, this is what I used to struggle with. Mm -hmm. Okay. And I she knows everything okay and then she helps me hmm. okay whenever i'm stressed whenever i'm overwhelmed you know she makes sure that i'm on track it's mm -hmm. like hey how are you doing with this mm -hmm. you know we have our own keywords you know mm. how are you doing with this i was like I'm, I'm good i'm good okay so uh i don't lock up the doors or anything she has access to you know any room you know she has access to all my devices okay i like to travel with her mm -hmm. okay mm. i like to travel with her i like to tell her everything that happened during the day mm -hmm. okay um so that's really important okay that's really important especially married couples like have each other's amen i mean passwords and, and be open with each other when you're on the internet if you're just surfing the internet you got your your ipad or whatever you know do that together so that she's in the same room with you not yes. you know being hidden away in the bedroom or in your office somewhere yes be open with each other be mm. be be willing to share you know i i know with uh you know sometimes i'll get a text from somebody you know yeah. and uh i share it with leanne you know because i want to be very open with her i don't want there to be you know this uh this wondering on her part you know if you know what's going on so i'm i want to make sure that i'm sharing all of those things and, with her and for any counselor out there or any pastor that you know gives biblical counseling uh be very careful with you know counseling uh females mm -hmm. you oh, know yeah. uh make sure there's always someone in the area okay yeah. there's always like a, a a window or you know mm. something that can be visible okay and have boundaries have limits okay time limits i always tell my wife give me a call in 30 minutes mm. okay so i can just 
now cut off the conversation yeah. right <laughs> you know because you have to have boundaries absolutely mm. okay yeah i don't think there's no pastor or group leader has any business my personal opinion any business to be alone with a female of course member or anybody right. by themselves as they talking they they're always to be i mean i would even encourage if they are um you know a, a female member who's a leader of the church be there while this is going on because Definitely. even wow. the site uh, a slight uh perception mm-hmm. of something that may be misunderstood can get a leader in trouble or a pastor i mean even the uh, appearance of being wrong even the appearance <laughs> absolutely i mean can you just wow. imagine just where you're sitting there one along with another female uh, uh as your counselor and she might distort something right mm-hmm. or or anything and if you don't have a witness there that can be easily yeah. easily mm-hmm. get somebody in trouble yeah paul says that once you think you're you're gonna stand or you could stand by yourself or you're gonna fall that's the exact moment when you're mm. gonna fall mm. i mean even recently there was a, a pastor i mean i won't mention his name at all but i was quite surprised that this brother fell mm. into adultery mm. and he was you know somebody who's been up on master seminary and who's been up on you know and it, it's you know ligonier and i was just it it, it shocked me why, uh, why, why quite did, to be honest why, why did it shock you um well it, 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 it's not taking the account that the best of men are men at best, yeah. and you know, just because you have this title, pastor, I think you get so yeah. you, you can elevate. Yeah, you yeah. can hold them, and I fell right into it, yeah. and just being like, "Wow, really? He he did that? I would have never thought." And mm-hmm. no, once you yeah. think, yeah, don't hold anybody on a pedestal. Yeah. Something uh, and something very practical as well is God gave us the greatest gift of all time. Mm-hmm. Okay, how you invest your time mm-hmm. yeah. will determine, you know, um, a lot of things. So. Uh, laziness okay it's one of the major triggers when it comes to pornography because that's the time where you know all your thoughts start you know uh, emerging and that's where the enemy really whispers so invest your time okay don't don't be spending time doing nothing so Mm. when I feel like I don't have anything to do I quote quote I find something to do right you know (laughs) either I read a book I read or come to bridge and read it. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's what I do. I yeah. told Steve all the time. I was like, yeah. I don't like being at my house. Yeah. Like I, at seven o'clock in the morning, if I got to come in at one, where am I? Steve? Oh, oh yeah. I'm yeah. here in this back room, yeah. getting yeah. busy and getting distracted. I just I know myself. I get encouraged. You guys know whenever I have my free time. I mean, I can easily stay at home and do this stuff, but no way. I mean, especially just because I have a little bit more freedom and just the kind of job that I do. Yeah. Um, I get. I sit here amongst brothers. Yeah, you know, and I get encouraged. I'm in community. Yeah, and and I know these guys. It's just like, hey, man, you got to be careful. I mean, these guys are preaching truth yeah. to me and each other. Yeah. I mean, it's it's like, hey, man, be careful that you know. We, mm. we I mean, I can main name any discussions and and we. Right. So yeah, right. Th- there was one thing that I that I really wanted to get back to, and it's this whole idea of you know being very transparent with your wife mm-hmm. your wife's being very transparent to their husbands yeah. sharing passwords um, checking up on them I know in my generation that's super taboo and weird because mm-hmm. people could instantly think well why are you getting into my privacy or it's mm-hmm. a jealousy issue yes. and that's a very worldly idea that has Ooh. been taken into the church where Christian young uh, couples who are planning to get married um, you know they'll take that in that idea into their marriage and be like no I can't I can't do that but um, if you could just speak on that for a moment and, and that it seems like you're 
you know your wife's not doing this because she's jealous but more because she she loves you yeah she wants to you know preserve the marriage and she wants to take care of you and and uh i looked at steve one one time and i was reading the book of jeremiah and it says um you know how wicked is the heart of man who could understand it and i remember turning to him uh as we were driving and i said that's who that's that's who i'm marrying you know, yeah. that's who she's marrying me as well yeah. and we have that capability of falling and uh, again just going back I know I'm, I'm expounding on a lot but just that whole notion that yeah. being transparent with your with your uh, significant other could look like a jealousy thing yeah um, you know I go back to Ephesians you know in um, where it says you know wives submit to your to your husband mm. you know and we love that right mm. <laughs> oh that's awesome but then where it says and husbands love your wives mm-hmm. just as christ loved the church yeah. for what reason to sanctify her so yeah. to sanctify mm. her and it's a sacrificial love yes. yeah okay so in a marriage is no longer about me it's about us yeah you mm. know so i try to honor my wife as much as i can mm. and as a matter of fact uh, there's a portion in the bible there's a passage that says honor your wives so your Prayers sure. won't have Peter. any hinder. Peter, uh, exactly. Oh, wow. Peter, right? Yeah. So, I really, really try to, you know, rely on the Holy Spirit and, and the grace of God to make that word, you know, come to life in in in, in my days. So, um, something that I really want to point out is the influence of the culture in the marriage. Okay, and I have to go back to postmodernism uh, because. It's a mood, mm-hmm. okay? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a mood. Uh, the notion that man is the measure of all things, mm. right? Mm-hmm. Protagoras said that, right? Man is the measure. So I want to go back to that point of self-fulfillment, mm-hmm. self-help, self-gratification, idolatry, mm-hmm. okay? I'm my own God, you know? I'm a meanie God, <laughs> Right, yeah. You know? So that is demonic. It is. Okay. Uh, It is deviant. It's not biblical. Okay. So we need to get out of that notion because when we come into a marriage, okay, and if we want to live a biblical marriage, we have to submit ourselves to God's authority, Mm -hmm. okay, and then we have to sacrifice whatever is hindering our relationship with our wife, Mm -hmm. okay? So, uh, if giving my wife the password to my tablet mm-hmm. uh, or my cell phone, it's honoring her, mm-hmm. I'll do it. Sure. Okay? Yeah. Because I'm honoring the love that she provides to mm-hmm. me every single day. I'm mm-hmm. honoring the pact, you know? Uh, marriage is a covenant, mm-hmm. you know? It's not, it's not a deal. It's not like a business deal, okay, where you have some, how do, how do you call it, um, the, the the little uh, the, the little word the small print the clause small print yeah uh-huh. and the contract right yeah, the small print that everybody misses exactly <laughs> or they, you, they say it really fast yeah yeah gets you, gets you in trouble exactly no 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 it's a covenant it's a pact yeah. okay so I'm gonna try my best to honor that pact um, and and really I was I was surprised by my wife's reaction when mm-hmm. I first told her everything that I had gone through. I really thought, and this is even before we got married, uh, I thought, well, maybe she's going to kick me out. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe this is not going to work. because, But she showed me grace. Mm-hmm. Uh, you wow. know, And this is the point that I really want to point out. She showed me grace. Uh, 
And once you have an encounter with grace, mm-hmm. you'll never be the same. Amen. Wow. Okay. So my wife's reaction was a reflection of how God shows mercy mm-hmm. and grace to us. Mm-hmm. So I can watch porn. Mm-hmm. But I don't have to hmm. because I had an encounter with something that is greater. Amen. And that is grace. And you don't want to watch the porn anymore. And I don't want to. Okay. Mm. I can, but I don't want to. Mm-hmm. I don't have to. Because there's something that is drawing me closer to God. Mm-hmm. You know? And and for me it's my wife is really important. Mm. You know, my wife, you know, it's is the gift from God and I'm so privileged and so so blessed to have her in my life because she's been she's been key mm-hmm. in my in my deliverance in my process like I said this is not an event deliverance it's a process it's sure. a journey so every single day she helps me by uh, you know being very practical hey did you pray hey did you read like let's pray how are you feeling because she knows that whenever i'm overwhelmed and whenever i'm stressed whenever i'm worried about something i might go back to the refuge okay because mm-hmm. pornography or any kind of addiction can be a refuge mm-hmm. okay uh but no my wife has become my refuge mm-hmm. okay why because she leads me towards god mm-hmm. okay sure. right I, and, and she showed me grace mm-hmm that's amazing. Uh, I know we kind of got a little off topic on breaking free, or do we do we dive into it? No, I think we got. I yeah. think we got it covered. We got I think that's a, that's such a critical issue yeah. that he brought up, though. Finally, yeah. with regards to grace, because it's grace ultimately that changes us. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Christianity is not at its core a list of rules. It's not admonition, do yeah. this, don't do that. It is at, at its core, it's the gospel yeah. of Jesus Christ, of God in the flesh, dying on the cross for our sin, living that life of perfect obedience mm-hmm. that we could not live. And through faith, we have that. We're clothed in his righteousness. Yeah. yeah. And if for any reason you had a relapse, okay, I speak about relapses in the book. If for any reason you were on track, you were porn free for three, four, five months, you know, six months, and you feel like, yeah, this is great. Guard yourself, mm-hmm. okay? Be sober, okay? Continue to submit yourself under God's authority. Uh, but if you had a relapse, okay, it's, it's okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Get back on your feet. Amen. Get back, go back to grace. Amen. You know, go back to Jesus. You know, the fact that Jesus was tempted in every way mm-hmm. gives me so much hope. Amen. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, the Bible says that he cannot be ignorant, you know, in regards to our temptations. Yeah. Because he was tempted mm-hmm. in every way. And sometimes we don't take that very seriously. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I believe strongly what Scripture says, that mm-hmm. Jesus was tempted. Sure. Yeah. But nobody but, talks about that, right? Right. That, that he had to probably... Oh yeah, tempted with lust. Yeah, but this is the thing: when he was tempted in Matthew chapter four, I believe, mm-hmm. right, when he was in the desert, mm-hmm. uh, you know, the first thing that Jesus told the devil was, uh, "Man shall not live on bread alone, mm-hmm. but on every word, mm-hmm. you know, that comes mm-hmm. from the Father." And here's the thing: you cannot be tempted if. Okay, let me, let me go back. I'm like, you cannot be tempted if you're not hungry. Mm-hmm. Okay, here's the thing. If if I were to eat right now, you know, have lunch, and 20 minutes later you invite me over for lunch, what would I say? No, I'm good. So, yeah, I, I'm good. I'm, I'm, I'm full. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Okay. So what happens is I tell my, my kids all the time, you know what? When you fill yourself up with the word of God, mm, yeah. you know, when you're in his presence and you're filled with grace, with power, with peace, you know, the enemy cannot tempt you with something that you need. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. So you don't need that. Okay. So Amen. I mean, that's something. And can I just share one thing before we we're wrapping this up? Yeah. The words of Solomon has been just coming yes. to me this week. You know, we know who Solomon was, and he said this. He says, "I didn't in in Ecclesiastes uh, chapter um, uh, two uh, ten. He says, I denied myself nothing my eyes desire. Mm. I refused my heart no pleasure. My heart took delight in all my labors.' And he says, and we go down chap the end of chapter eleven. He says, everything was meaningless." chasing after the wind and nothing was gained under the sun and he had a lust problem he had lust problems we can read this in in, in kings yeah and as we read it in his journal he had it and he said everything that i have gained did all the women all that nothing he says only god was able to fulfill that void in my heart because we re- we replace it with something else that we said earlier in the amen. podcast mm. amen amen yeah as always just to provide this hope uh, for those who are struggling with with pornography, who have never heard the gospel, uh, Roman says that you know faith comes by hearing and hearing the word yeah. of God. And I just want to give you the opportunity, Angel, to talk to someone who's struggling with pornography and share the gospel with them. Yeah, there is hope. There is hope, but hope is not found in and within ourselves. Um, Romans three says that we have all fallen short of God's glory. Mm. Uh, we don't have what it takes to go to God. We don't have what it takes. You know, it is only through Jesus and Jesus alone that we have free access to the Father. Uh, so uh, I encourage you uh, to think about this because without Jesus, we're doomed. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We literally. Are, we are doomed, you know. Uh, you know, I, I pray that the Holy Spirit, you know, salvation, it's it's a miracle. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a providential act mm-hmm. from God. Yeah. Uh, so I pray that the Holy Spirit would open your eyes to your reality, mm-hmm. okay? Because there's a lot of people that cannot admit and understand their reality, mm-hmm. okay? So I pray that the Holy Spirit would open your eyes to your reality, that you are... Uh, without Jesus that we are lost that we have no sense of direction no sense of purpose uh, and that we really need a savior you know the good news the gospel is good news of salvation mm. okay but I, I like to say that the gospel is bad news made good news mm. <laughs> the bad news is that you're a sinner mm-hmm. okay that we are sinners okay that we have missed the mark yeah okay that we have no direction okay but the good news is that god made a way for Amen. us to be saved mm. and that way is jesus the truth okay he's not he's not an option mm-hmm. okay he's not a truth he's not a way he's the truth he's Amen. the yeah. way Amen. he is the life okay and no one goes to the father except through jesus mm. so i pray that the holy spirit will give conviction to people that are listening to this podcast and i, I just want to say there is hope in jesus Amen. Amen. there is hope in jesus there is a way out no this is not who you were created 
created to be. Amen. Okay? God did not create you to be an addict. Okay? Uh, uh, so you're much more than that. You are a human being made in the image of God. Okay? What does that mean? A relational being. Mm-hmm. A thinking being. A rational being. Okay? Made for his glory. So there is hope in Jesus and Jesus alone. Only Jesus can give you a way out. Only his grace will change you. Mm-hmm. So there is hope. Uh, and let me tell you something. Uh, I grew up in church and I, I, I heard it all. I knew all the theory. Hmm. You know, I had all the information, but it was not until I had a real conviction. Hmm. All of a sudden, boom, something shifted that I understood what was my reality. Hmm. You know, I tried to do it all. I try to pray. I try to do things by works. But here's the thing: it's not by your works. Mm-hmm. You cannot do this by yourself. Mm-hmm. Okay, you cannot do it. You can read a lot of books. You can even read my book. <laughs> okay, <laughs> you can even read my book. But it, it is no, no, no. It, it is all about Jesus. <laughs> it's all about Him. Yeah. It's all about Him. But it, you cannot do it by yourself. Mm-hmm. You cannot do it. So, get a Bible. Find a Bible-believing church, sound doctrine, mm-hmm. okay? Jesus is Lord. Amen. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Only, you know, only Jesus can give you this hope. Amen. All right, ladies and gentlemen. Well, his book, Angel Perez, is I Beat Porn, How I Won the Battle Against Porn Addiction. You could pick up your copy here at Bridge if you're in the community. Uh, we will also, you know, give us a phone call as well, look us up, and we would, you know, ship it out to you, as, yeah. you know, if, if you're not overseas. Yeah. <laughs> That's for sure. Um, where, where, where can they find you, Angel? Uh, they can find me um, through Facebook. Of course, social media. <laughs> uh, yeah, Angel Perez through Facebook, Instagram. Uh, so I have, I, I don't know if you know this, but I have a weird nickname. <laughs> Pito. Uh, Pito. Uh, it may not be very well received in Mexico, though. But, yeah. But <laughs> not in Puerto Rico, right? <laughs> uh, yes. Uh, Pito, uh, P-P-I-T-O. I ninety and Instagram. Uh, you can also give me a phone call nine five six two two zero nine nine eight seven. I would gladly take your call. Um, and I've had this is something that I really want to mention. I have had people that would you know they send me an inbox through Facebook and say, hey, I need help. I need coaching. I need hmm. you know some kind of help. And you know I, I usually not all the time, but I usually. Uh, send them over a book or you know have a conversation over the phone mm-hmm. you know give him some some that's you awesome. know, some encouragement so you don't have to make an appointment or you don't have to you know mm-hmm. th- i'm very informal in that respect mm-hmm. so yeah you can contact me and, and i will gladly give you and offer you some encouragement and, and we awesome. do have a, we do have a worldwide audience, so uh, you yeah. might get some international calls. Yeah. yeah. What about an email? Can they reach? Can you give <laughs> yes. them an email? Yeah. It's uh, Angel Perez Ministries at Gmail dot com. Okay. Angel Perez Ministries at Gmail dot com. Yeah. All right, Angel. Thank you so much, brother. Appreciate you taking this time. Great with us. podcast. All right, guys. Well, next week we have King's Kaleidoscope coming on, and uh, they're going to be talking about the new album. And uh, as always, grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ in whom are hidden all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge, and we will see you on the next episode. Thank you very much, everybody. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Later. Bye.